Welcome to the Well Drop Own Your Wellness. I'm your host, Amber Berger. And I'm Dina Wismer. We want to share key takeaways from our interviews. Here are this week's episode highlights. So, Dina, <laughs> I know you confusing. interviewed another Dina. <laughs> and so, tell me, I know she was a huge inspiration in your wellness journey and kind yes. of educated you on so much. Can you tell us, like, how you met, why you even sought her out? Yes. Well, so... This is one of the, I mean, Dina, when I think about it, Dina and I went to high school together. Oh, wow. Um, And you never know why somebody's in your life until, you know, these relationships evolve. I mean, you know, I I never thought about it much. We were friendly in high school and we were friendly after we graduated and through college. I, by chance, introduced her to my cousin and they got married. Oh, (laughs) So she's now not only a friend, but she's she's also family. Years ago, because of our relationship, when I was pregnant with my second child, she went to school to be um, a holistic nutritionist and she had graduated and she said, I'm looking for clients. Would you be one of my first test clients uh, so I can use you almost as a training because, you know, we, we had a relationship and it was mind opening. It changed my life. It fell into my lap and I was resistant. I have to say I was resistant to doing it a little bit only because I felt like I didn't have time. I had a, you know, a two, two and a half year old at home. I was pregnant. I was working pretty full time at the time. And I felt, I was like, oh, I don't have an hour. Yeah. I forget what it was. An hour a week, an hour, two hours a week, something like that. I don't have the time to devote to this. You know, this is, did you even care about wellness really before this? I cared about wellness in the sense of I exercised when I could. I followed doctor's recommendations. You know, I nursed my children. I care, you know, I, I, I cared, but I, I certainly – I didn't feel empowered. I didn't feel like I had contr- any imp- – I didn't realize the impact I had over my health and my family's health with the actions that I did day to day. And I think that was the big switch that she gave me and that you mm-hmm. – and this is part of why I wanted to do this podcast, the message being you have control to some extent, right? I mean, of course, <laughs> there's a million yes. – but there is so much that we can do at home that influences our health. Mm -hmm. I never thought about it in that way until working with Dina. And she really flipped that switch for me and realizing that what we put into our bodies, how we live our lives, everything from our mindset to our fitness routines, to our exercise level, to our outlook on life, all of it really, you know, and and once you start to think about it and realize it. The gates opened. The gates opened. I mean, I look at my parents who have always had such an optimistic view of the world and and seen life with the glass half full. And I see them as they're aging and they're aging well and they're healthy and they look great. And, you know, I mean, of course, food and all, but it, you see how also just your attitude on life makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about holistic, it really is holistic. It really is everything. And Dina started the process of me thinking that and understanding that and helping me feel that the choices that I made in my day-to-day really have an impact, which I hadn't thought about before. And what I loved talking to her about was how she's evolved, even since working together. When we started working together, it was very focused on nutrition, you know, high protein, you know, specifically what you put into your body, no mm-hmm. gluten, you know, uh, that kind of thing. And when in my conversation with her, What I found so fascinating was she said, I'm not even now advocating for a particular diet because everybody has different needs, which I think is so true. There's Mm -hmm. no one diet that we should all be following, right? Men, women, all over the world, there's different circumstances, different needs. And it was more conversation about being grateful for food. How do we ingest the food that we're eating? 
if you can't afford organic food or can't find it, that's okay. Let's think about how we can set a ritual. Again, going back to rituals, which comes up a lot in our interviews, what is the ritual around ritual around how we're eating, and how does that in itself impact how we're right. taking to it? Sit down. Don't stand up. Sit down. Don't stand up. She suggested lighting a candle with dinner, just as part of setting the ambiance, having some gratefulness ritual before you eat with your family, if at all possible. It doesn't have to be religious. Saying grace is there's probably a reason why well, that was always done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just so being grateful. Being grateful. I mean, that's I think why so many religions have that apart as a part of a daily yeah, prayer routine. before you eat. We've exactly. Got, yeah, it's funny talking about like what was to what is. Like we have gone away so much from just that simple act of gratitude that totally. we have food on the table. Totally. And she talks about how that impacts how your body takes in that food. Hundred percent. It takes your body the energy of that. The energy of that. How much time you spend chewing and mm-hmm. enjoying if you're not distracted by watching TV or scrolling on your phone. Yeah. All of that will affect your health and how your body absorbs whatever nutrients you're putting into your body. I loved talking to her about how her understanding and how her relationship with food and how she does her counseling has evolved even since I worked with her. This yeah. was now 11 years ago. I feel like my path has kind of been parallel to hers in a lot of ways. It's fun to learn what she's learned in the years that she's had. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned that she doesn't believe in one diet. I think I learned that probably seven years ago when I switched and started eating meat. And it was just like so eye-opening of, you know, just being open to like constantly like moving with your body. And we're just really not taught that way. You know, we just think, look, I just be keto, be this, be that. And maybe be that for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then when your body starts maybe like signaling or kind of yelling at you, usually gets to the point when it's yelling. Like for me, it took me five years of like listening to my body and just don't fight it as hard. And you don't need to because there is another way. And there's so many options out there. We're kind of lucky that we have that, right? We don't live in some remote area where we have limited choice. We have a lot of choice. Find the right choice that feels good to you. Don't force it. Paying attention and knowing that, you know, you have to try different things to know what works for your body. You know, that's a very healthy way of looking at it. Yeah. And the other big takeaway I had from her was engaging your children to be intuitive at an early age as well, getting them involved in the cooking process as much as possible, helping any little bit, right? Even if it's making their own snack or, you know, sometimes I know for me, meal prep time is crazy. The kids have homework or they're running around at sports and there's not always time to cook together as a family. Mm -hmm. But in any way that you can engage them. You know, for me, if my children are home sick from school, an activity that we do if they're up for it is to bake together. It's always a push and pull because I want to bake something healthy and they want to throw M&Ms in it. (laughs) It's all a balance. So it's It's all a balance and that's okay, but it's engaging them and actually working with their hands and having them have their own relationship with what they're putting into their bodies. Yeah, I actually just started um, bringing the kids. I mean, I always went food shopping with them, but I feel that once they kind of get a little bit older, right? life just kind of gets in the way so it's easier to order well now everyone just orders food no one really goes food shopping anymore so I'll make it a point you know once every so often to go with them to the store so they can pick out the snacks and I actually have been teaching them like read the label let's read the label look at the ingredients tell me if in such actually a good game to play with your family Mm -hmm. is you read the ingredients. If there's an ingredient there that you can't pronounce or understand, then that means you shouldn't be eating it. Yeah. 
Yep. And really just trying to focus on the fresh fruit. I think we've gone away from eating just fresh fruit. I mean, people think, ah, oh, sugar and it's terrible. But I think that that's actually better than something that's coming out of a box and is not 100% natural, right? Totally. And we all eat box things, but just making choices. And just, totally. I think when you go through that experience and having your kids maybe create their snack bag every day, I have my kids do that. You know, and I say, all right, pick a piece of fruit. We pick a protein. I'm very big on beef sticks, which we'll get into (laughs) another time. You know, and what kind of protein is that? Like we need a protein because that's what's going to keep you full and satisfied. And, you know, if you want something that's like a sweet treat, but like let's find something that is like also healthier because then they just literally they go up and they crash down. Totally. And I think like you said, starting young and that helps them like create that intuition. Yep. Of like, oh how did I feel at school yesterday? Oh, maybe it's because I didn't eat the protein. Yeah. And I was hungrier. I couldn't focus on my test. To be more intuitive. Yeah. To understand the impact that what we're putting in our bodies affects how right. we're feeling. We have to just stop being robots. I think we have become robots. Yeah. Those were the big takeaways from Dina's interview. And that we're always learning. We're always learning. And that's that's good. There's an evolution. It's just always good to connect with an old, a friend who, who really did open my eyes how to take care of it a better way to give me, to make me feel empowered and taking care yeah, of my family. I love that. Subscribe to The Well Drop on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share with a friend who can benefit from listening too. Follow us on social media at The Well Drop. The Well Drop podcast and content posted by Amber Berger and Dina Wismer is presented solely for general informational, educational, and entertainment purposes. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast or website is at the user's own risk. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical or mental health condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered health advice. The WellDrop is not responsible for any losses, damages, or liabilities that may arise from the use of this podcast.